0: I think it's really good for us to understand so that we don't feel like, A, this is a process that shouldn't be happening, mm-hmm. that we're doing something wrong, that the franchisee is doing something wrong. It's like, look, when we hit these stages, it's going to be nice to have this insight and say, you know what? It's just normal part of the process. They're going through this. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, Matt. Hey, Rick. What's going on, man? It's Friday. It is Friday. I'm sad because my work week's over. I'm not the TGI. I'm the TGIM guy.
1: Thank God it's Monday, guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm that guy. That Sunday you? night, I'm
0: stoked. I go to bed extra early so I can hurry up and wake up like Christmas Eve. You do, huh? I
1: do. I really do. <laughs> it must be fun to hang out with on the weekends. I am amazing to hang out with at <laughs> all, all
0: days of the week, but especially on a Sunday night. <laughs> all you right. you not mind. All right, you ready for some did Yeah, you straight up cheating today. Well, you know what? Like, I've got a lot on my mind today, so I'm gonna. If you guys are watching, I've got my phone in hand because I got a couple of things in notes, and I just couldn't write them all down. I didn't have time, so I had to bring my phone in. But this one I had because I don't. I'd have to write all this down. So there's an actual brain condition that gives you an uncontrollable urge to make puns. What? <laughs> yeah. So this is me, and I must have had some brain damage at some point. It probably came from like boxing and football. But if you've damaged the right frontal lobe of your brain. You can develop something, and this is a German word, so I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> Wichelstut. You have Wichelstut. I do, and it's part of, um, I've I've got some brain issues, apparently, and it's basically German for, uh, and I'm air quoting, joke addiction. So this condition <laughs> causes a compulsive need to constantly make up or tell jokes, even in the middle of the night <laughs> or during an important interview. I think I might have this, Wichelstut. What yeah. is it? Wiener Schnitzel? Oh, no.
1: You have Wiener Schnitzel too? Yeah.
0: Gar- Farfig Nugent. I've got that from getting punched in the brain too many times, apparently. I thought you were just a dude. Right. Well, yeah, that could be it. Maybe all guys have problems with their, their right frontal lobe. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Well, I think that's actually proven. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. develop, right? and, and the, Apparently. It takes longer. Gets,
0: gets up to about sixth grade level. and You're, you're just still stays. like 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Younger than that. 12 at best. 12. 12 at best. So, anyway, I have Witzel stut. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, thanks.
1: All right, did you know um, that polar bears have black skin and that their fur is see-through? It's not white? So they can reflect the sun or absorb the sun as stay warm? From the light, it actually reflects and it makes it look white. But It's actually see-through.
0: What would... Oh, that's weird. That's kind of a mind screw. So what happens if you put them like in the dark like, the sun wasn't shining on them, and you put them under infrared light, what would that look like?
1: I don't know. I didn't, like, do an experiment, on it, bro. Jeez, Matt. Prepare <laughs> yourself, man. Prepare. You're reading from something. <laughs> yeah, but at least I've got my
0: facts straight. You're like, oh, polar bears are see-through.
1: I'm like, well, how come I can see them? Like, I don't know. I mean, you seen a lot of polar bears in the dark? I have. <laughs>
0: I like to travel to the Arctic and put polar bears under infrared light.
1: You know what the most dangerous uh, animal in the world is? Water buffalo. Hmm. Uh, mosquito there you yeah, go they killed more people than anything yeah, but that yeah. was according to the cdc so <laughs> what do they know they've been lying to us for years
0: <laughs> are you ready to do some real some real real talking real real let's go all right so today we're going to talk about you guys the six stages of franchise relationships this is a an interesting topic because we are relatively new to franchising as far as the relationships i mean you have to have been in it for a certain amount of time to have some of these things come to fruition so it was an interesting read. I think it's a, it's a good outlook on franchising overall for both the franchisor, which would be us, and the franchisee, which would be our franchise partners. And it was written by a guy named Greg Nathan. Now, Greg Nathan is a guy out of Australia. He's got a great book called The Franchise E-Factor, and it's basically how to understand the relationship. And this is really important, especially for you as the head of you know club ops and franchise business coaching what is the relationship between franchisor and franchisee, right? Mm -hmm. And it's unique. It's very unique because it's like, you know, these are entrepreneurs. They own their own business. They're responsible for it. But yet they have to follow guidelines and sort of stay within the guardrails while also being somewhat independent. So it's an interesting relationship, right? And so Greg, in his book, The Franchise E Factor, um, basically spells out the six stages of what a franchisee goes through. Now, I'm not sure if they always go through them, if they're always linear or whatever, but we're going to rattle them off today. Um, it's your first somewhat exposure to this book. I've already read it and uh, get your feedback since you're the one that's dealing a lot with franchisees. Um, I think in some of the initial conversations we had this morning, you're like, that hasn't happened to us yet. So maybe it doesn't happen every time, but I just think it's an interesting conversation and I like the the expectations that it sets for both the franchisees. So if you're an alloy franchisee, this be good to hear. As an alloy franchisor, it helps us understand these different emotional stages that we go through. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be all good. So I'll just rattle off the stages first. There's six of them and they are titled and they all rhyme. So it's the, <laughs> the Glee stage, the Fee stage, the Me stage, the Free stage, the sea stage, and the We stage. Yeah. Right? Now, now you repeat those back to me very quickly.
1: Glee, Fee, Me, Free, We, See, yeah, See, uh, Me. You <laughs> sell <laughs> seashells
0: down by the seashore, right? That kind of thing so six distinct stages that franchisees will go through and they can go through them in different timelines and they can skip stages they can move to one and move back and this is all just directives from the book right first one's the glee stage so i'll read the little paragraph that they have in the book that's kind of a descriptor and it's written from the uh, point of view of the franchisee. And it says, I'm very happy with a relationship. I have a franchisor. They obviously care about my success and have delivered all they've said. I'm excited about my new business and full of hope for the future. So this would be obviously early on when the franchisee first signs the franchise agreement mm-hmm. and it can last anywhere after that from three to maybe 12 months, right? Yep. Um and I think it makes sense, right? Like you're always excited. You know, we've talked about this before. What is it? The uh, gosh, I can't remember. We did a whole podcast on this Harvard professor which basically there's a, a phenomenon named after her and I can't recall it right now, but it essentially means everything in the middle stinks. Like you're very right. excited at the start. Everybody loves a happy ending. The middle is not fun. It's called the messy middle because everything is has a four-letter word in it which is work, work. right? I think it's natural then. So it would make sense that the Glee stage would make sense. It would happen early. You signed your franchise agreement. You have all these big ideas and aspirations of where you're going to end up. Super exciting.
1: Everything's new, right? It is. Every, every, like, especially for, for operators or owners that we have that haven't been in the fitness, fitness realm, like everything's brand new. So it's exciting. Everything. Oh, that's new. They're learning. They're learning. They're learning.
0: Yep. So it makes a lot of sense. And I think there's the understanding, like we've sold them the promise that we're here to support you. Right. Um, you know, we've created this turnkey business model. We're going to give you some guidelines, and you're going to take this business model into your local market and help people. And you know, if you run the thing right, you're going to get return on your investment, and it's it's like a win win, right? It's a great business to be in. So we all get that. Mm-hmm. Now, this can last again anywhere between three to twelve months. Now, the next stage is called the fee stage. Now things are sort of maturing in the relationship a bit. Again, I don't know if we're we've I, and this is what I want to hear from you today. I was kind of glad that you're new to this concept or this this um, six stages because. You're the one that has the most contact with franchisees. And I'd like to hear, like, have you experienced this at all? And what does it look like, right? So the next one's the fee stage. It says, although I'm making money, these royalty payments are really taking the cream off of the crop. What am I getting for my money? Now, this is the only one that we did discuss pre-podcast. And you had you'd mentioned to me, you asked me, have you ever heard that from a franchisee? And I have not heard that. How about you as a mm. franchise coach? No, I haven't at all. Um, I think it's questions, the, the internal questions that might be asked, like, what am I getting for my money? You know, that kind of idea. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a natural progression to go from like, Hey, I'm super excited. The fact is you are the entrepreneur. It is your business. You are running the business. And so at some point you can start to say like, what am I getting for for all of this? And you forget that, that there's a whole tech package put together, that there's an obscene amount of time and energy put into giving you this vehicle that you're now putting into market and,
1: you know, ideally being very successful with it. Right. I think it's like, you know, when people, you know, as you grow with your business and spend more time, you start to underth- understand things better. And one of those being your financials, that's probably where I foresee this coming in. You start mm, seeing great like, point. all right, <laughs> here here's like, oh, we have this chunk that's coming coming in. Uh, nice to have that, right? I think that's probably where the fee stage yeah, comes. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. You start to, you know, um, your one of our requirements is that you report your monthly financials each month. One of the reasons we do that is so that you also are staying on top of your monthly financials. But if you start seeing these royalties and these tech fees, it can be easy to be like, what are we paying these people for? Like,
1: we're doing all the work, right? Oh, right. well, you're and skipping it, stages, man. Wait, wait am I? <laughs> am I? All that's, right. the, that's, the, that's the next one. All right. So, just about the fees. <laughs> all
0: right. And, and look, this is going to, I don't want this to come off as negative. What, I'm, what I think is interesting about this is this is natural. And so, the, the, the ultimate message, you guys, is we're, we're not experiencing a lot of this because we're relatively new. So, most of ours are still in the glee stage, right? And it's like, all right, cool. But if you do, if, like if you're a franchisee and you start feeling this, it's natural. If we start to detect that franchisees are feeling or saying these things, it's natural. That's right. the key is to understand that this is perfectly normal. Right. That's that's the overwhelming message of today's podcast. Right. Self awareness. Right.
1: right? Yeah. Wanna, yeah. And we're better off knowing, being lookout. You know, if you're you're getting into franchising, you're better off knowing. Right. Yeah.
0: No, hundred percent. It, it's a little bit like if you want to parallel it to the actual business that we're in, which is the fitness business, like we've been in that so long, it's very easy for us to understand the stages that a client goes through. You do a ton of really good content and coaching around this. Like, Hey, somebody comes in, they're like the you put out a piece on our internal pages yesterday about like the clients you know cr- creating these roadblocks and all these I can't mm-hmm. reasons right and it's your job to give them a obvious right. solution that that teaches them that they can right. right whatever that may be it's no different we could probably map out the stages for that and it would be similar to what we're mapping out mm-hmm. here right yeah. just a little different but a little different type of relationship. Now the next stage, so we went fee now we're at the me stage. Um, the descriptor of this, again, it's written through the lens of what a franchisee would say, yes, I'm successful but my su- success is a result of my hard work, I could probably be just as successful without my franchisor, right So that would be the, the me stage. Um, this is a natural tendency you know to take credit for the good things. It's a psychology in psychology it's known as the attribution effect or the self-serving bias. Right. And it's just a natural phenomenon to feel like, well, I'm doing all the work. Yeah,
1: I'm doing yeah. everything. Why, why am I giving you all anything?
0: I'm the one in my market. I'm the one servicing all these customers. Right. I'm the one that's got you know the risk on this. I've got a guarantee on this lease. I'm doing all this stuff. It's not surprising. And the thing is, like, it's as long as we understand that it's a natural progression of things, I think we're going to be good. The franchise door usually at this stage, according to these stages, will start to receive some criticism and it will come from a place of like, hey, I'm doing all this work. Right. So like maybe you're on a coaching call in the future and it hasn't happened yet, but you're doing all this work and they're thinking like, you know, you're telling them, hey, listen, you know, don't put this marketing material out until you get it approved by us first. Like that's a little bit off brand. And it feels like I'm over here just trying to run my business. Leave me alone. I'm doing all the work. Right. That kind of. Right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, The next one is the free stage. Um this is described again written through the lens of the franchisee it says i really don't like all of these restrictions my franchisor is putting on me the way i run my business i feel frustrated and annoyed at their constant interference i want to be able to do my own thing and express
1: my own ideas have you seen any of that yet no i mean this is uh, you know i'm sure this will come up eventually like you know somewhere but it's you know we're in such early on stages they're just learning the ropes but as somebody gets more experienced kind of like the the bruce lee like kick is a kick is a punch is a punch then you start learning new techniques and stuff Mm, and you bring that into your business um but then we'll have to bring them back to like no there's a reason we got to this point in the franchise we've done all that we've been around for 31 years so i foresee maybe that a little bit but no not at this point
0: yeah and the way the way that this is wrapped up and again there's again, a whole book written on this, but it says at this stage, the franchisee will either get bogged down in the resentment and continue to bicker with the franchisor, or, or revert to the revert back to the me stage with intermittent, but harmless grumbling, or move to the next stage, the quantum leap, which is the C stage. So that's what's coming up next, right? So now we're on the C stage. Here's how, again, written through the lens of the franchisee, I guess I can see the importance of following the franchise system. I do acknowledge the value of my franchise or support services. I can see that if we all did our own thing, standards would drop and we would lose the very things that give us the competitive edge. Yeah. It's coming full circle, right? Come Mm -hmm. back
1: like, all right, maybe you guys are right.
0: Well, and the thing is, if if everyone on both sides, because it's we're in a partnership, right? And partnerships aren't easy, but they can they can be if everyone understands the expectations. So, if you can get from the um, you know, if you can make that quantum leap from the the free stage to the C stage, like just know that it's helping. The franchisee business and the franchisor. So, it's sort of our job to understand what they're going through and sort of shepherd them through that process. And it's their their I you know their um, I guess obligation, if you will, to be mature about it and to move into that next stage, mm-hmm. right? So, this is, says uh, like we the franchisor needs to be really open about involving the franchisees in future planning. I think we're really open for that now. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're not in this stage with a lot of folks. And by the way, these aren't always linear as far as like the timeline. It's not like it takes everyone through three years to go through all the stages. Some people go through it in a year. Some people it's a 10 year agreement. So some people, they might go through this in 10 years, right? The fact is there's going to be parts and pieces. Of this that are going to be exist in all of our relationships with our franchise partners. Yep. Yeah. Um and so again it reads franchise or might need to be more involved with the franchisee in planning future um uh, future planning and appreciating their specific needs. If the franchise system has been managed fairly and effectively, the franchisee will generally come around to seeing that without consistency adherence to the systems, the strength of the entire group would be lost. It is this shift in the perception um that characterizes the C stage. So this is sort of the maturing of the relationship where it's like, all right, super excited. Oh my gosh, this is a lot of work. I'm doing all the work. Why aren't you guys doing this? Why am I paying these fees? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm doing everything to like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, this, there is something here. It is helping me you know, let's move forward together. And then the last one is what they call the we stage. And this is really where you're cooking with oil. So I think as a franchisor, it'll be our job to get people through these stages as smoothly as possible to get them to the we stage as quickly as possible. And this is stated again, through the lens of the franchisee, we need to work together to make the most of our business relationship. I need some specific assistance in certain areas to develop my business. But I also have some ideas that I want my franchisor to consider and think about the word we i mean it's our stronger together it's basically right. what we're based on now we're working together right to move this thing forward um Again, at the end, franchisees who have negotiated their way through the franchise relationship minefield to the we stage are a franchise network's greatest asset. So it's to our benefit to get them there and to their benefit as well, right? They will often be quiet achievers who keep one eye on profit and one eye on cultivating healthy business relationships, not just with a franchisor, but with their suppliers, peers, and of course, their customers, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I've had I've had this entire um, process described by a guy named Cameron Harold, who's just a really good. He he cut his teeth with like college pro painters. He was the number two franchisee when he was in college for them. And he was the guy that said, "I just followed the systems." It said in the manual, "Buy yellow key rings." I bought yellow key rings, and he was number two overall. His sister then came along behind him a few years later and became the number one franchisee in the system. You know what she did? She just followed the system. So he kind of got it early on. Mm-hmm. Then he became the uh, COO of One Eight Hundred Got Junk, took them from like you know a few to like you know eight nine hundred locations, right, mm-hmm. and sold that out. But he parallels the six stages of franchise relationship as a parent child relationship. And I don't mean that in a derogatory term. It's not like we're working with children. I'm not saying that, but there are a lot of parallels in the sense that we're trying to like have a little bit of oversight and put some controls in place, mm-hmm. and we've got people who want to spread their wings and do their own thing in some cases. And so if you think about that, like when you're born as an infant, like uh, your parents are like everything to you. I mean, you can't eat without them, you love them, it's like they hold mm-hmm. you, it's amazing, right? Yep. But you know what happens? You get to be two, three years old and it's like me, 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 put me down. You know, I can do this. I want to do this. And you, you know, you don't want them to touch the hot stove and they're going to throw a fit and get upset about it. So it's like, all right, there's that stage. And then they're going to evolve into teenagers and everybody knows At least at at some, you know, my, my kids were good. I know there's great teenagers out there, but I think it's pretty stereotypically common for teenagers to be like, my parents are complete idiots. You know, they're out of touch. (laughs) They're not cool whatever. They don't know what I'm going through. You know, like, like we didn't also, they don't know me. They don't know what it's like to be a teenager, that kind of thing. So that, that would be a good parallel to the sort of the me and free stage. Right. Right. Then you get to your early 20s, and it's a little bit like Mark Twain said, somewhere between 18 and 22, my dad got a lot smarter. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, you start to be like, okay, okay, fine. You know, this would be the C stage. I see it. I get it. Like, we're working together. This is good. Right. Then, in the parallel of life, you get into your late 20s, early 30s. You might have a couple of kids, and you're like, wow, now I totally get what my parents, you know, right. were trying to teach me and why they did the things they did because now I have my own kids and I'm right. going through the same journey. Right. And it doesn't mean that like you want to hang out with your parents every weekend, right? Right. But it still means that you totally understand what they did for you. You appreciate it more. And you're really grateful that both you guys are, you know, kind of on the same path that they put you on that path. So I thought that was a really interesting parallel. But um, yeah, I mean, the, there are probably some truths to all these stages. Maybe some get skipped. Maybe some move in and out of these. You move forward one and back one. But I think it's good for franchisees to hear it. and I think it's really good for us to understand so that we don't feel like, A, this is a process that shouldn't be happening, mm-hmm. that we're doing something wrong, that the franchisee is doing something wrong. It's like, look, when we hit these stages, it's going to be nice to have this insight and say, you know what? It's just a normal part of the process.
1: They're going through yeah. this. Right. I mean, the, the the cool part of you know we've we've done enough now to see you know different stages. Obviously, in, in the early growth, you know, when somebody comes to like say franchise training, it's like you know everything's brand new and. They don't even really understand yet why I'm telling you have to follow these operating procedures. But once they get into it and they start doing it, it all starts to click. And that's that's the fun part, right? It's like, oh, all right. Now I see why you guys did this. This makes sense. When initially it was like, why would I do that? That's dumb. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, yeah. And I'm sure that, you know, I would love to revisit this like a year from now because we'll have then 40-ish locations, maybe up to 50 mm-hmm. open by um, the end of this year even. So it'd be fun to sort of revisit these stages and see if we have a different outcome outlook on it and whether they hold true, whether we see them happening a lot or not at all. But I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with our team in the sense that we look at these things and we try to do our homework and prepare ourselves best we can for what may be coming for things that, you know, we don't know what we don't know, but at least we, we understand that. And we try to do our best to get ahead of it with implementing EOS and all, putting all these things in place that are going to help our franchisees and help us Sure, quite honestly as well. So any other final thoughts? No, that was great. All right, brother. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.